Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Third Canto, Chapter 3, Texts 1 through 13. As a reminder, these podcasts are audio companions to a free online study at our website, sarusangaonline.com. If you would like to delve deeper into studying Srimad Bhagavatam, please join us. If you want to support these readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, please send funds through PayPal to sarusangaonline at gmail.com. Thank you. Chapter 3 The Lord's Pastimes Out of Vrindavan Text 1 Sri Uddhava continued. Thereafter, Lord Krishna went to Mathura city with Sri Baladev, and to please their parents, they dragged Kamsa the leader of public enemies, down from his throne and killed him, pulling him along the ground with great strength. Purport by Srila Prabhupada King Kamsa's death is only briefly described here because such pastimes are vividly and elaborately described in the tenth canto. The Lord proved to be a worthy son of his parents, even at the age of 16 years. Both brothers, Lord Krishna and Lord Baladev, went to Mathura from Vrindavan and killed their maternal uncle, who had given so much trouble to their parents, Vasudev and Devaki. Kamsa was a great giant, and Vasudev and Devaki never thought that Krishna and Balaram would be able to kill such a great and strong enemy. When the two brothers attacked Kamsa on the throne, their parents feared that now Kamsa would finally get the opportunity to kill their sons, whom they had hidden for so long in the house of Nanda Maharaj. The parents of the Lord, due to parental affection, felt extreme danger. They almost fainted. Just to convince them, that they had actually killed Kamsa. Krishna and Baladev pulled Kamsa's dead body along the ground to encourage them. Text 2 the Lord learned all the Vedas with their different branches, simply by hearing them once from his teacher, Sandipani Muni, whom he rewarded by bringing back his dead son from the region of Yamaloka. Purport by Srila Prabhupada No one but the Supreme Lord can become well-versed in all the branches of Vedic wisdom simply by hearing once 
from his spiritual master. Nor can anyone bring a dead body back to life after the soul has already gone to the region of Yamaraj. But the Lord ventured to the planet of Yamaloka and found the dead son of his teacher and brought him back to his father as a reward for the instructions received. The Lord is constitutionally well-versed in all the Vedas, and yet to teach by example that everyone must go to learn the Vedas from an authorized teacher and must satisfy the teacher by service and reward, he himself adopted this system. The Lord offered his services to his teacher, Sandipani Muni, and the Muni, knowing the power of the Lord, asked something which was impossible to be done by anyone else. The teacher asked that his beloved son, who had died, be brought back to him, and the Lord fulfilled the request. The Lord is not, therefore, an ingrate to anyone who renders him some sort of service. The devotees of the Lord, who always engage in his loving service, are never to be disappointed in the progressive march of devotional service. Text 3. Attracted by the beauty and fortune of Rukmini, the daughter of King Bishmaka, many great princes and kings assembled to marry her. But Lord Krishna, stepping over the other hopeful candidates, carried her away as his own share, as Garuda carried away nectar. Report by Srila Prabhupada Princess Rukmini, the daughter of King Bishmaka, was actually as attractive as fortune itself, because she was as valuable as gold, both in color and in value. Since the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi, is the property of the Supreme Lord, Rukmini was actually meant for Lord Krishna. But Shishupal was selected as her bridegroom by Rukmini's elder brother, although King Bishmaka wanted his daughter to be married to Krishna. Rukmini invited Krishna to take her away from the clutches of Shishupal. So when the bridegroom, Shishupal, came there with his party with the desire to marry Rukmini, Krishna all of a sudden swept her away from the scene, stepping over the heads of all the princes there just as Garuda carried away nectar from the hands of the demons. This incident will be clearly explained in the 10th canto. Texts 4 and 5 by subduing seven bulls whose noses were not pierced, the Lord achieved the hand of Princess Nagnajiti in the open competition to select her bridegroom. Although the Lord was victorious, 
his competitors asked the hand of the princess, and thus there was a fight. Well equipped with weapons, the Lord killed or wounded all of them, but he himself was not hurt. Just to please his dear wife, the Lord brought back the Parijatha tree from heaven, just as an ordinary husband would do. But Indra, the king of heaven, induced by his wives, henpecked as he was, ran after the Lord with full force to fight him. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Lord once went to the heavenly planet to present an earring of a deity, the mother of the demigods, and his wife Satyabhama also went with him. There is a special flowering tree called the Parijata, which grows only in the heavenly planets. And Satyabhama wanted this tree. Just to please his wife, like an ordinary husband, the Lord brought back the tree. And this enraged Vajri, or the controller of the thunderbolt. Indra's wives inspired him to run after the Lord to fight. And Indra, because he was a henpecked husband and also a fool, listened to them and dared to fight with Krishna. He was a fool on this occasion because he forgot that everything belongs to the Lord. There was no fault on the part of the Lord, even though he took away the tree from the heavenly kingdom. But because Indra was henpecked, dominated by his beautiful wives, like Satchi, he became a fool, just as all persons who are dominated by their wives are generally foolish. Indra thought that Krishna was a henpecked husband, who only by the will of his wife Satyabhama took away the property of heaven, and therefore he thought that Krishna could be punished. He forgot that the Lord is the proprietor of everything and cannot be henpecked. The Lord is fully independent, and by his will only he can have hundreds and thousands of wives like Satyabhama. He was not, therefore, attached to Satyabhama because she was a beautiful wife, but he was pleased with her devotional service and thus wanted to reciprocate the unalloyed devotion of his devotee. Text 6. Narakasura, the son of Daitri, the earth, tried to grasp the whole sky, and for this he was killed by the Lord in a fight. His mother then prayed to the Lord. This led to the return of the kingdom to the son of Narakasura, and thus the Lord entered the house of the demon. Report by Srila Prabhupada. It is said in other Puranas that Narakasura was the son of Daitri, the earth, by the Lord himself, but he became a demon due to the bad association of Bana, another demon. An atheist 
is called a demon. And it is a fact that even a person born of good parents can turn into a demon by bad association. Birth is not always the criteria of goodness. Unless and until one is trained in the culture of good association, one cannot become good. Text 7. There, in the house of the demon, all the princesses kidnapped by Narakasura at once became alert upon seeing the Lord, the friend of the distressed. They looked upon him with eagerness, joy, and shyness, and offered to be his wives. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Narakasura kidnapped many daughters of great kings and kept them imprisoned in his palace. But when he was killed by the Lord, and the Lord entered the house of the demon, all those princesses were enlivened with joy and offered to become his wives, because the Lord is the only friend of the distressed. Unless the Lord accepted them, there would be no chance of their being married, because the demon kidnapped them from their father's custody, and therefore no one would agree to marry them. According to Vedic society, girls are transferred from the custody of the father to the custody of the husband. Since these princesses had already been taken away from the custody of their fathers, it would have been difficult for them to have any husband other than the Lord himself. Texts 8 and 9. All those princesses were lodged in different apartments, and the Lord simultaneously assumed different bodily expansions exactly matching each and every princess. He accepted their hands in perfect rituals by his internal potency. Just to expand himself according to his transcendental features, the Lord begot in each and every one of them ten offspring with exactly his own qualities. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In the Brahma Samhita 533, the Lord is described as follows in regard to his innumerable plenary expansions. Advaitam achutam anadam anantarupam adyam purana purusham navayovanam cha vedeshu durlabam adurlabam atmabakto govindam adipurusham tamaham bhajami. The Lord, Govinda, whom I worship, is the original personality of Godhead. He is non different from his innumerable plenary expansions were all infallible, original, and unlimited, and who have eternal forms. Although he is primeval, the oldest personality, he is always fresh and young. 
By his internal potency, the Lord can expand himself into various personalities of Swayam Prakash and again into Prabhava and Vaibhava forms. And all of them are non-different from one another. The forms into which the Lord expanded to marry the princesses in different apartments were all slightly different, just to match each and every one of them. They are called Vaibhava Vilas forms of the Lord and are effected by his internal potency, Yoga Maya. Text 10. Kalayavana, the king of Magadha, and Shalva attacked the city of Mathura. But when the city was encircled by their soldiers, the Lord refrained from killing them personally, just to show the power of his own men. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. After the death of Kamsa, when Mathura was encircled by the soldiers of Kalayavana, Jarasandha, and Shalva, the Lord seemingly fled from the city, and thus he is known as Ranchur, or one who fled from fighting. Actually, the fact was that the Lord wanted to kill them through the agency of his own men, devotees like Muchukunda and Bhima. Kalayavana and the king of Magadha were killed by Muchukunda and Bhima, respectively, who acted as agents of the Lord. By such acts, the Lord wanted to exhibit the prowess of his devotees, as if he were personally unable to fight, but his devotees could kill them. The relationship between the Lord and his devotees is a very happy one. Actually, the Lord descended at the request of Brahma, in order to kill all the undesirables of the world. But to divide the share of glory, he sometimes engaged his devotees to take the credit. The battle of Kurukshetra was designed by the Lord himself. But just to give credit to his devotee, Arjuna, Nimitamatram Bhavasavyasachan, he played the part of the charioteer, while Arjuna was given the chance to play the fighter and thus become the hero of the battle of Kurukshetra. What he wants to do by himself, by his transcendental plans, he executes through his confidential devotees. That is the way of the Lord's mercy towards his pure, unalloyed devotees. Texts 11 through 13. Of kings like Sambara, Dvidvida, Bana, Mura, Bauvala, and many other demons, such as Dantavakra, some he killed himself, and some he caused to be killed by others, Sri Baladev, etc. Then, O Vidura, 
The Lord caused all the kings, both the enemies and those on the side of your fighting nephews, to be killed in the battle of Kurukshetra. All those kings were so great and strong that the earth seemed to shake as they traversed the war field. Duryodhana was bereft of his fortune and duration of life because of the intricacies of ill advice given by Karna, Dushashana, and Shobala. When he lay on the ground with his followers, his thighs broken, although he was powerful, the Lord was not happy to see the scene. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The fall of Duryodhana, the leading son of Dhritarashtra, was not pleasing to the Lord, although he was on the side of Arjuna, and it was he who advised Bhima how to break the thighs of Duryodhana while the fight was going on. The Lord is constrained to award punishment upon the wrongdoer, but he is not happy to award such punishments, because the living entities are originally his parts and parcels. He is harder than the thunderbolt for the wrongdoer, and softer than the rose for the faithful. The wrongdoer is misled by bad association and by ill advice, which is against the established principles of the Lord's order, and thus he becomes subject to punishment. The surest path to happiness is to live by the principles laid down by the Lord and not disobey his established laws, which are enacted in the Vedas and the Puranas for the forgetful living entities.